All right, and welcome everyone. We are the MI guys here today to provide the communication solution, as always, for helping the individuals, communities, and organizations that you serve. And today, to do that, we, as always, are going to be doing it from a motivational interviewing lens, but we have our lovely specialists and experts, our director, Casey Jackson. Hey. Our marketer extraordinaire and MI guru, Tammy Calais. I wouldn't say that, but yeah. Hi, I'm Tammy. And myself, John Gilbert, here today to talk with you about commitment talk. And we're going to get into this for not just making smart goals and all these things we can get into, but just what is it? What is commitment talk? And then how does that fit in with MI, motivational interviewing? And so to get us going with this, I'm wondering if either of you have any particular things you want to start with, or I can start with any particular questions. What would be coming to mind for you? I'll just just elaborate. Like this question kind of came up as I was looking at our MI approach, or I like to nickname it the rainbow. And I was just looking at, as we look at engage focus plan, there's commitment talk in there. And I think it's sometimes hard to hear what commitment talk is. And so that's where this kind of question came out of is like, what is it? How do you hear it? And how does it relate to motivational interviewing? You know, I I think this is a great topic um, for multiple reasons. What I tend to talk about when I'm doing my trainings is I know my bias is I spend a significant amount of time focusing on kind of the resistance talk, sustain talk, because that takes the most skill. It requires the most heavy lifting and it's the most complex aspects of motivational everything. So I know that I probably under present how critical commitment talk is at face value. We think of course, commitment talks important and it's, and we spend a ton of time in training distinguishing between resistance talk and sustain talk because there's you know slightly different strategies, but our brain can learn to train to listen to those differently. It's the same distinguishing difference between chain talk and commitment talk. And when you think about it in real time, Tammy, if we we're talking about change talk for you, and you talked about all your desires for change, all your abilities to change, all your reasons to change, all the needs that you have for changing, that is where motive in motivational learning comes from. That is where the driver for change comes from is change talk. It's the values. It's the ultimate goal. It's who we want to be when we grow up. It's, it's that inertia that draws us towards improving the quality of our life. That's where change talk is. You and I can talk about that all day long, and it doesn't mean you're going to necessarily change your behavior. Yeah. Commitment talk is how do we convert change talk into behavior and commitment talk is I will do that. And there's an act, an activity that I used to do. I don't do it as much anymore. We just do that, that change talk. And I, for people to hear the difference with this, I'm just going to bounce back and forth between John and Tammy. Okay. So John, your two responses will, I should, and I'm thinking about it. Okay. And Tammy's yours is going to be, I could, and I need to. Okay. Okay. All right. So I'm going to say the exact same thing. And then what I'm going to finish off with, John, I'm going to say for a third time in yours is going to be, I will. And Tammy, you're going to say, I will. Okay. Got it. Yeah. All right. So you're going to do right in that order. So this is where you guys can actually hear the difference between change talk and commitment talk. 
So, John, you promised to tell the whole truth and nothing but the truth, so help you God. I should. Tammy, do you promise to tell the whole truth and nothing but the truth, so help you God? I could. John, do you promise to tell the whole truth and nothing but the truth, so help you God? I've been thinking about it. Tammy, do you promise to tell the whole truth and nothing but the truth, so help you God? I need to. John, do you promise to tell the whole truth and nothing but the truth, so help you God? I will. Tammy, do you promise to tell the whole truth and nothing but the truth, so help you God? I will. That is concrete. Can you hear the difference? Yes. When you hear change talk, you want to explore or expand it more. You're like, that's not enough for me to build on. It's enough for me to kind of explore and expand on, but I'm not going to, that's not concrete. Like you said, Tammy, it's solid when you hear commitment talk. There's not huge ranges of commitment talk. It's either you're signing the contract on the dotted line or you're not. Commitment talk is you're, you're, you're writing your name on the contract. So I will do that. I'll start that tomorrow. This is what I'm going to do. Here's my first step. It's the, it's the conversion of change talk into, by definition, commitment talk. It's the movement from change talk of desirability, reason, and need into commitment, activation, and taking steps. So that, that's that conversion. So again, I know that we tend to not emphasize this as much because once you get that momentum, it feels like the inertia will just move towards behavior change and the heavy lifting tends to be in where the resistance and the stuckness uh, and the ambivalence resides. So, so I think this is great. We're doing this podcast because it, it does. I, I know for myself, I don't give this as much airtime as I should in our trainings. So curiosity is commitment talk. Is that one of the concepts of motivational interviewing? Or is that something that you start to hear just in language when, yeah, when trying to do motivational interviewing? I'll just, with what you said first, yes, it is part of motivational interviewing. There is resistance talk, sustained talk, change talk, and commitment talk. Okay. Um, and we tend to spend the preponderance of time on resistance, sustain, and change talk just to get be- people's brains to, to realize that. The, the thing that I'll also talk about in training is that it takes, <laughs> there's so much complexity to managing your writing reflex, to going high empathy, finding change talk when you're only getting sustained talk. That's so complex. And what I always tell people is the least complex thing to do is convert change talk into commitment talk. Mm-hmm. And I think because my brain thinks that way, I tend not to emphasize it as much, but it is a critical correlation between commitment talk and behavior change. We could like, like that. I should, I could, I would, you know, I yeah. need to. that is not strong enough to necessarily automatically convert into behavior change. There's inertia that's created. People may follow through, but a higher correlation is when people literally hear themselves say, I am going to do this because it fits with what my values and goals are. And that's the part that why commitment talk is a integral part of motivational interviewing. The last thing I'll say, and then kind of defer to either of you is it's also this piece of it. Why we always talk about motivational being working hand in glove with other evidence-based practices, because once you say, I want to, and I will do this, then I could shift to another method of communication. I could shift to another evidence-based practice. I may use EMDR. I may use cognitive behavioral therapy. I may use dialectical behavior. We may switch to something else because now we've worked through the ambivalence and you're moving into commitment and you want to work on a plan. The plan may involve motivational interviewing or the plan may be, we may shift into something else. It may be psychoeducation. It may be John working on health and nutrition and working on a coaching plan. It, and then you shift 
fundamentally your brain doesn't leave motivational interviewing if you're obsessed with MI because the way you communicate can still be MI adherent, but the methodology that you're shifting towards is more based on another evidence-based practice to help them get to where they want to go now that they've committed towards that change. Okay. Interesting. And yeah, we're, we're really digging into this too. I mean, we can go so many angles with it, just trying to remember some of the researchers. It's just that there's these different forms of talk about change. Casey was describing some of them, desire, ability, reason, or need. Now, as Casey said, commitment, activation, taking steps are the three others. So there's seven total possibilities of talk about change. Commitment talk is one of those sevens. It's a I will all try, as Casey was saying, but even I want to put on our radar to recognize it can be, I'll try, right? I'll try, even though it seems yeah. weak and yes, we can get a, I will, it is a certain level of, I will do this. And that I want to put on our radars, but also I'd be curious for both of you to kind of speak to any situations you've been in where either someone's seeking or trying to get the I will, or they're trying to make the goal at the expense of maybe some of those other motivation factors and why we focus so much on that. And like what, what your thoughts are on what, how much and how strong does the lead up need to be to ask for a commitment talk or reflect it? And, you know, we're getting a sense of what it is, but I'm just kind of asking a separate question almost of like, how do you lead up to that then? to really make that be genuine and honest with oneself. I, the one, what I want to weave in with that, John, too, that I think is so critical is every industry, and we talk about this so often, every industry we've ever worked with is hyper obsessed with the plan. What's the plan? What's the plan? What's the plan? And even in the MICA, you and I, we wrote about this with Susan and Allie in terms of you can't skip over the preparation or the change talk and just jump straight to commitment talk and planning. It, it doesn't have the inertia. It doesn't have the drive. It doesn't have the motive from the individual you're talking to, to actually convert into long-term behavior change. So you need to build that preparatory change talk. And John, I love what you brought up. I, I think about this with uh, um, HCPA, the, the, one of the other coding tools through Health Sciences Institute. And I remember when Dr. Butterworth, Susan Butterworth would talk to us about the strength of change. There's a difference between literally the ones we just practice. When you heard Tammy say, well, I should, that's weak change talk um, yeah. versus her second one, which is I need to. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that she's going to. It's the difference between I should is fairly weak and I need to is stronger change talk. It's the same thing. I want to reference, John, what you've just brought up in the strength of change talk. I will is commitment talk. I will try is not as strong. I will do it as soon as we get out of this meeting is very strong. Yeah. That And so you're looking at strength too. The thing that is such a balance in motivational interviewing uh, with this skill set is your ear needs to hear that language. You want to orchestrate that language, but you need, you need to think about what is your intention behind it? It's not just hearing, well, I should go, I should get this done. I need to get this done. I will get this done. You need to understand where is the human brain at in that change process for what you're orchestrating. So it's not like, okay, I heard change talk. This is what we see a lot. I hear change talk and I jumped a plan. Th that's very common. So it's like, well, I heard change talk. I got him out of resistance. I heard change. And so I jumped a plan. That's when it becomes too technique driven. 
you need to have that strategy embedded in your brain or it's not motivational interviewing. You want to do those conversions. You want to have an efficiency and an effectiveness of shifting from first gear to second, second to third, and third to fourth gear to get this moving and on the, the highway to change talk and commitment talk. At the same time, you need to understand what is the inertia I'm creating in their thought process that has sustainability when I'm no longer in the room or in the conversation. And that's why you need to swell up and have a preponderance of change talk. There needs to be that 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 tipping point with change talk that the brain wants to move to commitment talk. And then it becomes easier to facilitate commitment talk. And what I tell people is one of the easiest lines in MI is what's just one thing you will do between now and next time we get together. And if and if you spent 15 minutes talking about all their desires and reasons and need for change, and then they just have to do one small step that'll get them one step closer. It's how you move from preparation into action, but you have to have that conversion language of commitment talk. You can't wrap it up with, yeah, that sounds like it's really important to you. You really want to change. You really need to change. You've really been thinking about changing. Well, I'll see you next week. Yeah. It just feels like there, there's not a closure to it. But the flip side that I will say as well is you cannot push the human brain to change faster than it's going to change if you're looking at sustained behavior change. So there is nothing wrong with saying when you've taken someone from pre-contemplation to contemplation to leave them in a state of heightened state of ambivalence, focusing on their values, to let them build some inertia on their own if you're looking at longer term behavior change. Just because I talk about your health issues or your weight or your parenting, it doesn't mean your brain is ready to jump straight into plan. Yeah. What you may end up doing is going, you know, here's how you felt. Now you're starting to look at, but this is who I am and this is where I want to go. And you can see their brain is still kind of working through that. And you know, you want to be an exceptional parent. There's no doubt about that. You want a parent with integrity. And so you're going to spend some time thinking about what that might look like from here. That may be the way you were up at possession. It's not like, okay, are you willing to go to this class? Yeah. So the ideal is if we can move towards commitment talk, but if this is, which MI is a person centered approach, we need to regulate what is my desire to get them into plan versus where their brain is at in their own change process. So, and we can, we can document that. So it's not like we're not doing our jobs regardless of the profession we're in, but we need to understand the dynamics well enough that we can also document and report on that accurately, which doesn't mean every single session has to get to commitment talk. That is very much an agency or uh, professional driven approach then yep. versus person-centered approach. I love that you know, Casey, with uh, tangible ways for people to wrap up. I do love that. And speaking of tangible ways to wrap up, hey, and thinking of documentation and all that, I'll just mention um, that if you want to look more into this, again, the name of this one, we have a short form today is what is commitment talk. So I'm going to point you to some researchers you can look into to get more of this. I was pulling up some in the process and there are just so many good articles to show you the why behind the what and how that we talked about. If you want us to do a whole why on the strength of commitment talk, like Casey was talking about and the long-term outcomes associated with it particularly in the last eight minutes of a conversation. Great. <laughs> we can do that. Dr. Susan Butterworth has some great stuff. So does our, I don't even know how to fully say his name, but Timothy Adipodeca, as well as Arm, Armin, as well as Dr. Of course, Teresa Moyers, like you've heard us talk about on here. And there are many others that have done a lot with this type of work of 
commitment talk and, and looking into that quite a bit more. If you want to look that up, it's just a quick search and you will find a whole world from all the way back in the early 2000s to now and how critically important this is. And last but not least, how critically important your intentions are, like we talked about with Casey, which is why we talk about intentions and the mica and not just technical factors like the talk, because you can be seeking talk, talk, talk. But if it's trying to manipulate, as we talked about, it's not likely going to be sustainable, as Casey eloquently put. So with that in mind, I just want to say thank you, you know, for coming by and listening to anything and everything we got. I'm going to intro or invite you to send any and all of your questions or things you would like to send in to Casey at ifioc.com and see if there's something there either at the website or if you'd like to send something in to let us know of a, of a situation. And last whatever it is, just send it our way. Yeah. And I, I just want to jump into, and just, I'm just want to put a shout out to everybody that has been listening to our podcast. It's been startling when Tammy showed us that we have people listening from other countries. So folks that are coming in from, you know, Asian countries, from Pacific Island, from European countries, I I'm just, just in shock. And what I want to reinforce what John just said this is always 100% about you and what you find most helpful. One of our last podcasts, we had somebody that asked me asked a question and asked her if she'd jump on our podcast and join us. So honestly, this is about you. And if you want to participate, this is open for you to participate as much as you want. So like John said, you know, send an email off to Casey at ifioc.com. And if you want to participate, if you just have questions, the reason we do all of this is because of you. And I cannot emphasize that enough. So any questions, any any concerns, or if you want to jump on a podcast with us, just shoot us off an email. Absolutely. And as always, we are here to provide the communication solution that will change your world. That's why we're called the communication solution. And with that, we'll sign off. Thank you for stopping by and hope to see you next time. All right, Thank you. Care. Take care.